0: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere Podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Windermere Ask a Coach. This is our uh, Windermere Coaching Podcast, where we tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. And in each episode, we try to give you some detailed answers and proven solutions, some of the biggest challenges we're facing realtors today. And today, I've got Corey Brewer with us. Corey, how are you?
1: I'm great, Michael. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for being with us. And for our listeners, Corey, so you're the Vice President of Residential Operations um, within the King and Snohomish or not. Yeah. King and Snohomish area for, uh, Wintermere is a property management basically, but, um, kind of just give our listeners an understanding kind of what's the scope of what you do.
1: Yeah. So our clientele is all rental homeowners. Uh, most of them own a single, a single family rental house. We have some clients with a little bit larger personal portfolio, but it's mostly just your, we call it the mom and pop housing provider. Um, We've got about 1,800 homes under management throughout King and Snohomish County. And um been doing this for myself about 12 years, the company closer to about 25. Um, and, uh, oh, something very cool. Uh, this last year, the, um, the MLS uh, enabled their ranking tool for leasing activity, not just sales activity. Oh, and it, Yeah, that was super cool. Like, I've been asking for a long time. Anyway, our leasing agents are all uh, like, I think it's statewide. I don't know. Anyway, all five of our leasing agents are in the top 10 in um, ranking throughout the state. So our leasing agents too, in addition to our property managers um, are a huge part of what we do. That's pretty awesome. I
0: mean, to be in the top 10, and I know there's a lot of leasing agents uh, that's, that's, that's a great accomplishment.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, We were very excited to finally be able to, um, legitimize what we've been telling people right exactly <laughs> you know and the
0: reason why I wanted to have you on today is because a lot of times when we're doing coaching when we think about uh, so we coach uh, real estate agents who are looking to grow their business through referral business and I think one of the biggest one of the questions we always ask is, is real estate part of your wealth plan and I think there's a lot of people today that don't truly understand the power of owning investment properties um, but the other side of it too is uh, is you know, time is of the essence. And, um, you know, when I own an investment property, you know, I own investment properties. Having a property manager is, for me, is is a critical thing. You know, I'm going through a situation right now where I just, you know, I'm getting ready to sell a property and I've got some people that left and they left the house in disarray. So the property management company is helping me to deal with that. But I think that um, understanding a couple of things, one is kind of the nature of what we're seeing right now with rentals and what's happening based on the economy and based on what's happening in the residential world. We'll talk about that. And just some of the benefits, right, to
1: mm-hmm.
0: holding and, and owning investment properties, and what your company does to help them leverage that investment.
1: Sure. Um, do you want to jump right into some uh, statistics?
0: Yeah. Let what give me those first. Yeah. What What are we seeing right now?
1: Okay. So, um, like the sales market uh, on the rental side, if you go back to spring of 2022, we saw some pretty dramatic uh, price appreciation and very, very fast market. Um, I think the the price per square foot that I tracked and the days on market were basically the highest I've ever seen and the fastest I've ever seen. Um, And then interest rates started to go up, as you know. Um, And ultimately what ended up happening throughout the second half of 2022 is we saw a lot of people who had attempted to sell their home um, and pulled it off the market. They were already making plans to Uh, probably move out of the area. And so instead of continuing to live there, they called us um, looking for some help in getting the home rented. And you know, we call that the accidental landlord. Probably in a lot of those cases, the plan is to only um, manage the home as a rental for about a year or until they feel like um, the sales market conditions improve uh, and they're able to get what they thought they were gonna be able to get. So what that meant for us is that we had more inventory of primarily single family homes, say on the East side, than, than I think we were used to. Um, and that gave would be renters more choices, more homes to choose from. Right. Um, and so our, our market slowed down. It always slows down, uh, toward the end of the year anyway, maybe a little bit more than usual this year. Um, Pricing for the year stayed relatively even if you look at January through December, stayed pretty even. In Snohomish County it was actually up. Um and uh we are we are predicting, uh, well, it depends who you ask, but um, when I talk to sales brokers, uh, they they are of the opinion generally that going into this spring, things will kind of get back to normal. Um a lot of those homes that are going up for sale will sell. um, And we will eventually get through that additional inventory on the rental side that came to us in the back half of 2022. And we are not expecting another kind of wave of, of homes on our side because they went up for sale and were not successful in selling. Um, So that's kind of been the, that's kind of what's been going on in our world a little bit here in the last six to 12 months.
0: And I've got a question for you. So is it true that when, when interest rates went up, right? So interest rates it up. And so, uh, it, it pushed some buyers out potentially, buyers that right. were more of the first time type buyers. And so it pushed more by people probably into the rental pool. Do we see, uh, do we see that, um, rates, rental rates go up when, when interest rates go up? Does that, does that follow suit or
1: no? What does that um, look no, I, I would not say that happened. And I would I would probably point to additional inventory. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, the timing was important because we, we started really getting these calls at the tail end of summer. And that's when our market really slows down anyway. Um, spring and summer are our are, are busy season. Um, and I, I think, yeah, there may have been more people looking to lease a home. Um, but I think what you probably saw is a lot of people just decided to renew their current leases. Got it. Um, it didn't necessarily push all these people newly into the uh, renter pool. I think a lot of them just stayed where they already were in okay. a rental property.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: So what are you seeing with, with uh, rental rates? Are, yeah. They, at least-
0: Let's
1: talk a little bit. So, yeah, something that we don't typically do. I don't know why, but um, maybe one of us heard Matthew Gardner speak recently or something. Um, We 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 wanted to do some forecasting. What do we think is going to happen this year? We we talk a lot about what we've seen and what has already happened, and we don't often talk about what we predict is going to happen. So, um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we did an internal survey of all the property managers in our company anyway, which is about 30 people. And we just asked them, what do you think rents are going to do throughout this year? What do you think renewal rates are going to do throughout this year? And what do you think people are going to do throughout this year? Um, So starting with uh, when homes go on the market for lease new listings or if we have a tenant move out and we're re- relisting that par- property, putting it back on the market. Most of the people in our firm um, think that things will be relatively normal. A, a modest uh, pricing appreciation compared to last year, somewhere in the three to 4% range. That's right. what, that's what most people in our company think. Right. Um, there are a handful that think it's going to be more dramatic than that. 6% or more, Um and we do have maybe a quarter of our property managers that think things are either going to stay flat or maybe even come down a little compared right. to last year. Um, so it really depends on who you ask. Uh, most people think we're basically going to see a, a relatively normal year. If you if you go back over the ten year average, what's the annual appreciation? It's something like three percent. Okay. Right.
0: Yep. Exactly. So, so, so maybe just a a, a modest three percent increase uh, in mm-hmm. rent, in rental rates, okay?
1: Yep. And it, again, it depends on who you ask. Um, some people work in different neighborhoods than others and have a a different you know view on it. Right. Um So, I I I sent a little video out for some of our marketing earlier, and I said if if we were anywhere close on these predictions, we'll revisit it in a year, and if we weren't anywhere close, we might conveniently forget. Forget it. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so moving on to the next, uh, topic we covered was lease renewal rates. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so these are keeping our existing tenants in their homes They they've chosen to stay. We've, we've chosen to keep them. We like them. Um, are, are they going to see rent increases? Nobody thinks in our company that across the board, uh, we're going to start seeing reductions. Um, just to go back to the last topic I covered some people think that we are going to be listing our properties for a little bit less than we were last year but when it comes to renewing our leases um if anything things might remain flat uh it doesn't appear we'll be an environment where we're going to be uh, bringing rates down necessarily um and I mean mean, if you look at you know what's what goes into uh you know operating costs in the first place nothing's going to go down. Property taxes are not going to go down. The, the rates that our plumbers and electricians are charging us is not going to go down. Um, so it w- it would be market driven, not, um, on the operating cost side, if things were to stay kind of flat. Right. Um, but again, most people, the, the majority of people in our company are predicting still kind of somewhere in that three to 4% range, uh, um, of, of, uh, of renewals renewals. Yep. Got it. Um, we do have a couple of property managers in our Seattle office who think that it it might be more dramatic than that based on the legal environment in Seattle, where there is not rent control currently, um, but there is an additional layer of risk for a landlord in Seattle wishing to raise their rent by more than 10%. And I won't get into the nuts and bolts of that. Right. Right. Um, We've just kind of been advising our clients, you know, think very carefully if that's what you want to do, because it 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 could turn around on you. There's some ramifications um, that would yeah. do if that happened, right? That's correct. Okay. Um, it depends on a number of factors, but just generally speaking. Um, so we have a couple of people who think that our clients in Seattle might just go ahead and do a 9% increase um, and kind of push the limit almost because they feel like they're being forced into that. Like in the future, if things do change and I don't know, a 12% increase would be warranted, whatever. And I'm not able to do that. I might as well kind of um, start banking that away now. Bump it up now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how widespread or realistic that might be, but it's just a sense that some people get, like, it's kind of a fear in the unknown thing. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's that's certainly not the majority of people's opinion here, but I thought it was an interesting thought. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, if there's going to be ramifications of going to 10, then you, you might see somebody pushing the envelope
1: now. hmm. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, OK, and then the third thing we talked about was, um, OK, setting pricing aside what, what do we think that our current tenants are going to do? And the overwhelming majority of the property managers here at our firm believe that at least half, if not more like three quarters or even more um, of the tenants currently living in our rental properties are going to choose to renew their leases. Got it. Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I don't know what the historical average is. I probably should have had that ready for today. Um, But it's a pretty widespread belief here that most people are going to be renewing their leases this year.
0: And and have you seen inventory for, for uh, rentals flatten out, I mean, is it similar to what we're seeing in inventory for buying a home? Is it, or is it still there more inventory?
1: Um, I'd say we're still a little more on the high side. I mean, it, it really, it's all so neighborhood specific. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I'd, I heard someone talking recently, like if you want a studio apartment near South Lake union, you know, you can have whatever you want. There's so many of them. Yep. Um, if you want a, you know, a four bedroom house in such and such school district in Sammamish, um, there might only be one or two to choose from if that.
0: Yeah. A little bit more difficult to come by. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, you know, it's, it's always interesting. And I know that, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that are within our coaching environment that, you know, on one of their goals is to own investment properties, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so talk a little bit about that side of it too, in terms of just, you know, the things that you do for the landlords. I mean, because that's another big piece is that, you know, owning, you know, owning a single family home, single family residence yourself is one piece of work, but then also owning now a rental property. If you're also, you know, having a full-time job or doing these types uh-huh. of things, uh-huh. you know, what, what are some of the benefits of there when it comes
1: to the property management? Sure. I mean, the ultimately, I think one of the reasons there, there's a couple different reasons that people would hire a property manager. Um, one is the timing aspect that you just mentioned. Um, they they don't want to have to devote the time to it. Um, kind of along those same lines is the relationship with the tenant. Um, sometimes it's just weird. To it, like have, you know, you don't want to mix business with friendship or whatever. It's it's just kind of there's some lines that you don't necessarily want to cross. And so it's beneficial to have this third party, almost like a middleman, um, communicating between the, the two parties to the transaction, um, just like a real estate agent in a sales transaction um, and kind of taking the message and delivering it more artfully, maybe whatever the case may be. Um, and then certainly our expertise and our relationships when it comes to vendors, I mentioned plumbers and electricians earlier, landscapers, you name it. Um, we've built out this you know really great list of third-party vendors that we know and trust, and we know they do good. They do good work. They're properly insured. They charge fair prices. Um, they're available, um, and so that is a lot of time saved. Uh, just based on our vendor list alone. Um, and then backing it up a little further, the, the whole leasing process, the leasing and marketing process, um, you know, fair housing is a is an, an, uh, an important component of that process. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't be surprised, um, how often we get comments or questions from our clients that are just like, oh, wow, <laughs> it's good that you said that to me and not to your applicant because- yeah, exactly. That's a fair housing violation. Like you got to be really careful, and so we can kind of filter communication. And it's not intentional, you know, right? Um, absolutely. It, it's a you know you just we know how to deliver the message, right? Um, well, I think it goes back you know. to
0: professionalism, right? If, if 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 I'm not doing this full time and this is my job, I'm not going to know the ins and the outs and the laws and the legal ramifications that ensue for me if, if I'm not doing it on a regular basis. And I mean, for me, that's the biggest thing. Is that when I want it when I hire a company that's going to take care of my property, I also uh, am understanding that they're also up to speed mm-hmm. on all the different legislation that's going on when it comes to fair housing, when it comes to uh, you know leasing agreements and tenants and tenants' rights and landlords' rights. There's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of stuff there.
1: Yeah, I I you know when we were planning this call, I told you I didn't want to be too much of a broken record from the last time we talked. Right. Um, but that is, I, I mean, I'm in that you know, knee deep every day. Um, the, the legal stuff. In fact, um, as soon as we finish this call, I'm going to be, uh, zooming in to a, a hearing in Olympia, um, to testify about a, a bill, uh, that's going to discuss, um, the voucher program. Yep. Um, so section eight vouchers and, and housing vouchers, housing affordability vouchers. Uh, so anyway, uh, that stuff changes on a constant basis. It seems like, and, uh, you know, well-meaning people will make a mistake and there could be some penalties involved. And uh, that is really one of the huge things that we try to act, you know, for our clients as a liability shield um, and also being an advocate for our clients as well. We want we want housing providers to have a successful, um, you know, experience and we want our tenants to also have a successful experience. Um, and so, knowing how to kind of balance that out is really important. Yeah, and I think, and one of the things on here
0: too, I want our listeners here, whether you know you're a, you're you're going to be a renter or you're going to be somebody who wants to own a real estate property and have it property managed, um, or you're a real estate agent, is that the the thing that you brought to my attention is that you've got a lot of resources that are available, um, and people can reach out to you. So, for example, you've got information on where to find rentals. You've got information on how to Uh, hire vendors if you need to uh, get uh, services provided and for real estate agents uh, it's a source of business Mm -hmm. right because you you have landlords at some point say guess what we want to sell
1: yeah that happens um, you know several dozen times a year and and I think one of the one of the cool things that um, that we also get to do like you know, Windermere's market share, Windermere real estate's market share in Seattle is, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know it's number one. Um, it It's a, and I know that not everybody listening to this call is necessarily a Windermere agent, right. but the, that is kind of the starting point of our relationship with realtors in the marketplace. And then um, we're, we're able to develop relationships beyond that because we don't do the sales out of our office. Um, but one of the things that's kind of cool about Seattle is, you know, so many people move here from other parts of the world. Um, a lot of them for tech jobs. Sometimes it's because they love the scenery and and the, you know, the climate or whatever. But a lot of people, it's, it's a destination part of the world. And a lot of those people choose to lease a home for their first year here while they get familiar with the territory. And then we're kind of breeding future buyers. Yeah. Um for, for our real estate colleagues and so I think that's a really cool part of the relationship too
0: yeah absolutely I mean I always when we do coaching one of the things I always say is who is your who's your property management uh, person that your go-to person as it pertains to providing information for somebody uh who wants the various things that we just talked about and also for the idea that there's going to be some referral business going to come your way you know we help you you help us but do you have that relationship
1: yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's a it's very much a people business.
0: And and I and and so your your um your not your clientele, but uh your leasing agents, uh, mm-hmm. they're they're getting out there into those offices and building those relationships as well, correct?
1: Uh yeah. I mean they're they're out in the field. I hardly ever see them because they're always in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but they're establishing relationships with real with the real estate agents, vice versa, back and forth too. So,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, any anything else uh that you foresee in 2023 as it pertains to uh property management and leasing and tenants and anything like that any are you are you are you
1: optimistic about where things are going um yeah I mean when it comes to you know owning property as part of your wealth plan um even with uh you know news about um, however many people are being laid off from Google or Microsoft or whatever, that's been in the news recently. Um, I, I I think history has shown that uh, real estate in this part of the world, the greater Seattle area, is always going to be a successful endeavor, at least over time. Um, and so we have seen, uh, you know, a fair amount of our clients who over the last call it three years or so, um, have made the decision to sell their rental properties. Whether it's a combination of values, uh, had gone up and also, um, you know, some fear of the unknown with uh, legal policy. Uh, but the ones who have stuck with it, um, you know, will find themselves in a very good financial position. Um, and you know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know it can't remember who it was that i worked on it with but we did a uh we do a case study every year mm-hmm. and uh the for it's a it's a brochure that we put together for real estate investors is what it, we call it our investor brochure um the most recent one that we did uh was a home that uh actually had negative cash flow on the rental side for five years
0: uh-huh.
1: um and that was based on how much down down payment they had put down. If you put down a large enough down payment, you'll cash flow positive. Right. But um that they didn't do a huge down payment and they actually had a negative cash flow, but by the time they sold that house 5 years later, I I don't remember what the return on the investment was. It was something like 60%. Right. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Um but if you're looking at it from that long-term play perspective, um and I don't think that the tenants who were living in that house saw dramatic rent increases over the course of that five years either. I mean, it, it worked out for everyone.
0: But and they and they saw yeah because when we think about just annual appreciation compounding on itself, mm-hmm. um, you know that's that's a pretty unique thing. And I and I think that uh, you know most of the time if you're going to be a landlord and you're doing this for legacy wealth, you know it's some form of a long term hold and also mm-hmm. having good property management that's actually helping you to maintain. You know the health of that property as well. I know that's one of my big things is in the homes that I own is that you know, am I making sure they're getting good tenants in there and then is there is it maintained? And not that I'm not willing to pay, but you know let me know, hey, is there stuff that needs to get done uh-huh. so that we have this investment that's sitting there. So when it comes time for me to liquidate that or sell that or 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 even hold on to it and give it to a kid, um, you know it's it, it still has its, its worth. And so I think there's a lot of value in working with property management. I think there's a lot of value in owning real estate. And I think there's a lot of value in having a partner such as yourself and your company uh, if you're a real estate agent, because there's just a wealth of knowledge there that help us
1: provide more value to our clients at the end of the day. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, there there's this there's this unfortunate kind of narrative that it, it's almost like a landlord and a tenant are like on opposing sides, like they're right. against each other somehow. Um we absolutely do not view it that way at all. Um, I think we're we're in a bit of a unique position with our clientele, with again, with primarily having single-family homes, um, where the the tenants that we have are making the choice to lease that home very intentionally. It's it's not because they like economic factors have putting them in a position where they their only option is to rent because they can't afford to purchase like I mentioned before a lot of people arrive here in Seattle and they want to rent a home on a on a relatively short-term basis because they don't want to commit yet because they want to learn the neighborhoods and then they'll buy a house in two years or whatever right um and so we I don't know how to really put my finger on it but I, I think that helps us build great relationships with our tenants yes um Like, I think we all understand that it's a, it really is a partnership and we want them to be happy. We want them to feel well taken care of. Um, If that water heater goes out and we can replace it quickly, uh, that's good relationship building with the tenant. They're comfortable and that's maintaining the long-term value of the house. So, I mean, everybody wins.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and I want to say, you know, and I want to thank you for being on today, but I, I just last thing here, just uh, if people want to reach out and learn more about, you know, for example, I want to learn more about the power of investing. or I want to learn more about how you guys provide property management or I'm a real estate agent. I want to learn how to get more involved with having a relationship with your leasing agent so that I can tap into some of that referral business and it can go back and forth. What's the mm-hmm. best way for people to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, our website is WPM for Windermere Property Management. Uh-huh. W WPM Northwest, and that's Northwest is spelled out. So yep. WPMNorthwest.com. Um, our phone number is 425 455 5515.
0: And I will put that uh, so 425 455 5515. Perfect. And I will put that into the show notes. And uh, I know you've got to get to a, a hearing now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want to thank you for being on the call today. I really appreciate it. And um, I, I, we'll keep doing this because I love just to give the updates as we move forward, just to see where this whole market is. And so I want to thank you for taking the time today.
1: Yeah. Hey, I, it's always a pleasure talking to you.
0: Well, Hey, uh, Corey, thank you. And listeners, uh, I want to thank you so much for listening today. If you like what we're doing, let us know. If you find this stuff interesting, please feel free to share it. If you have specific topics you'd like us to talk about, or you feel you could be on our podcast and share some great information Reach out meet to me directly at FannieWinner.com. Everybody be awesome. Make it a great day and go out and help somebody. Thanks, Corey. Bye-bye. Thank you. Just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, "Be awesome and help somebody, and make it a great day."